You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. Your glory on our 
Beside you, all around you, and within you, 
Have you ever felt judged? Or have you ever felt maybe ashamed of something in your life, something that you've done? Maybe you've even said, I'll never tell anyone about this. And sometimes people look at church like, I don't want to go there because I'm going to be judged. And I don't want to feel the shame that comes with that judgment. And that's so opposite of the good news. The, the good news is that Jesus took our judgment so that we could walk in his freedom. If you remember last week, uh, we learned from this letter from Paul to the church in Rome, and now it is to the modern church, we learned that, that Paul had a window in his letter that he talked about the struggle that we all face, that struggle that is real, that, that struggle that we have with uh, relationships, that struggle that we have with, with sin uh, that, that, that tries to, to destroy us, that, that actually brings this life of shame and he said, the things that I want to do, and the, and the Apostle Paul personalized it, the things that I want to do, I don't do. And the things that I don't want to do, those things are the things that I do. And then he ended that, that, that chapter and he said, uh, he said, wretched man that I am, who will save me from this body of death? Who is going to be able to deliver me? And then he goes on to this pinnacle chapter uh, in, in, in Romans chapter 8. And, and in this chapter, we find out that, that the answer is Jesus and, and that the, the power is the Holy Spirit. In fact, this is very important for us to note. Uh, in, in chapter 7, Paul mentions the law about 19 times in, in, in one, uh, one part of this letter. He, he uses the law more than any other place probably in the New Testament. But then in chapter 8, where we're getting to, Paul uses the Holy Spirit and, and, and his attributes more than any other place in the Bible. We find that the Holy Spirit is the one that can set us free from the, the shame, from the judgment that, that we deserve because of who we are outside of, of Christ. And so what I want to talk to you about is where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom to, to be able to overcome the things that we could never overcome. To be able to be restored from the things that we've done, the things that we're doing, and the things that we will do in the future. The, the, the God that we serve is a restoring God. He, he's, a, he's a Savior of those that, have, that are weak. He's a savior of those that have failed. He's a savior of those that feel judged and condemned. And God has a word for you today. Jesus has a word for you today. And that word is a word of restoration. That word is a, is a message of freedom. And it's going to come because of the person of the Holy Spirit. And so I have three, what I'm calling mega points that are going to reveal the power of the Holy Spirit to set you free. They will set me free. And the, the first point is this. Uh, the first mega point is that the Holy Spirit sets you free from condemnation. And why is that so important? 
It's simple because here in this window, as the Apostle Paul is writing this letter, he just completed that part where he said, the things that I want to do, those things I don't do, and the things that I don't want to do, those are the things that I do. And he said, I agree with the law that, that the law is good. You know, the, 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 the commandments of the Lord are perfect and good, but they're weak. They are incapable of transforming our lives. And so what happens is we look at that mirror of the law, that image that we see is an image of a sinner, the image of a, of a person that's failed, uh, the image of a, of, a, of a person that needs restoration, and it points us to the reality, to a different mirror, to that mirror that sets us free, that image that is in Christ who came to die for everything that we've done. And so Paul picks up in, in chapter 8, verse 1, and he says this, So now... There is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have... And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that, we, uh, so that the, the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead we follow the Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that has been given to us, that enables us to, to overcome all those obstacles that we face in our lives when we live independently of God. I talked about the realm of Adam, and in that realm of Adam, we're born to sin. We're born in sin. And, and, and in that realm, there's, there's a lot of bad choices. There's a lot of addiction. There's a lot of abuse. There's anxieties and fears, but, but then we're, we're, we trust in Jesus and, and we're transferred into the kingdom of God's beloved son. And in this kingdom, there, there is restoration, there's, there's peace, there's joy, there's love, and there's transformation. And let me tell you something, that whatever you're burdened with today, there is freedom in the name of Jesus. You, you don't have to carry it anymore. That burden that is weighing you down, that, that shame that it does not let you lift up your head, you don't have to carry it anymore. You don't have to work for it anymore. The law condemns and the Spirit of God sets us free. And he makes Jesus uh, so central in your life and he allows us and empowers us to, to make choices that glorify the Lord. The law restricts our abilities because of the sin that, that tries to creep into our lives, but the Spirit of God releases God's power. He releases God's power in us and empowers us to overcome all of the things that we could never do on our own. And so, beloved, I, I want you to know that, that, that if you're here and you feel condemned, you need to know that that's not God. If you're watching this message today and you feel condemned and you feel ashamed, that is not God. God, the Holy Spirit, wants to set you free from shame. He wants to set you free from condemnation. 
He, he, he wants to fill you with, with peace and with, and with love and with grace and res- restoration. The enemy of our souls, he puts the focus on your failures. But the Savior of your soul, Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, puts the focus on what he's done for you. And what he's done for you is he paid for every penalty that you deserve, everything that you've done. Everything that you're doing right now, ah, that addiction that you're facing, that, that stronghold that you have, Jesus paid the price for that, but he's also, he's also has given you the Holy Spirit, and he wants you to tap into the power that comes from him. God living in you, God working through you, God moving in you. But he wants to start at the very beginning. He wants to start where the condemnation is. He wants to, he wants to lift you out of that pit. He wants to lift you out of that dark place. He, he wants to restore you into the light and the life of Jesus Christ. And that only comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. He has set you apart. He has sanctified you so that you can walk this new life that comes only through Jesus. So I want you to know, and more importantly, God wants you to know that he is not condemning you today. He is restoring you He is loving you today. He's forgiving you today. And he wants to awaken your soul. He wants to awaken your spirit into the reality that he's with you. And not only is he with you, he loves you. He he loved you before you ever said yes to him. He loved you in your worst place in your life. He loved you there, and he will never stop loving you from this day forward. Here's the second mega point. It's that the Holy Spirit sets you free from your sinful nature's control. The the sinful nature refers to the realm of Adam, where where we lived independently of God, where, where pride and prejudice rule our lives, where where fears and insecurities stifle our growth. Where immorality and and pornography and every addiction under the sun, where they thrive. They thrive in that realm. Where factions and gossip are what we we like to live in. And that's exactly where God doesn't dwell. And all of us struggle with this realm. Because if 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 we've been saved from here... And we were transferred into God's uh, uh, beloved son's kingdom, into the, the kingdom of God's beloved son, into the kingdom of Christ. We default to that, to that realm, the realm of Adam. And, and that realm is a place where, where those struggles are. And that's where Paul was saying in chapter 7, the things I want to do, those things I, I, I don't do, and the things that I don't want to do, those things that are do. That's because as we default to this place because of comfort, because we've done this for so long, We live a life of complexity. We live a life that's difficult. We live a life of struggle. But there's another way. And you've got to tap in to the power of the Holy Spirit. That's where we we find our self-worth. It's where we we, uh, begin to to break down, as as the Lord does, break down those walls that separate us from the purposes of God, that separate us from from the people that God loves. 
from being able to love people for, for who God made them. And so as we have found security in, 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 in worldly riches or we found security in our bank accounts or our stock more than God, we, we come to this place where we trust in God and God alone. Paul put it like this in verse 5. He says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your minds leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's law and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. You see, because you are united to Christ, now we can choose to live under the, the, the control of the Holy Spirit or because we are united to Christ, because he's given us the power to choose, you can also choose to live in your sinful nature. It's a choice that we make. It, it is something that, that, that we are, are, are able to navigate through our life. And the, the Holy Spirit is working through the word of God, the word of truth, to permeate and saturate our, our, our hearts and our minds. And as we renew our minds with the word of God, with the word of truth, then we're able to live a life and, and, and have the moral compass, the, the compass that leads us to bring glory to God in our decisions. And so you may be here and you may be struggling with, with, with some choices and some difficulty, you need to know that you got the power to choose. That the Lord living in you ha has given you the ability to choose God's ways. And I'm just believing right now that someone that is listening to this message, someone that is watching this message, that, that God is going to have a breakthrough in your life because you're going to make room for the Holy Spirit. You're going to actually acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is real. That he is, a, that he is at, at work in your life. And, and as we give him room in our lives, as we give him the ability in our life, he's got more ability than you could ever have. And instead of you trying to muster it up in your own strength, trying to overcome the things that we can't, you make room for him to enable you to overcome the things that you couldn't do. And he can because he's God. And so that sinful nature, as it, as it tries to, 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 to destroy you, uh, you need to understand that the more of the Holy Spirit that we allow in our lives, the more Jesus flows through our thoughts and our actions. The more of the Holy Spirit that you allow in your life, the more of Jesus Christ that will come into your mind and live through your actions. The abilities of God will be the abilities that you live out. You see, you need to understand that you can't even call Jesus Lord without the Holy Spirit living in you. This is how, how uh, in, in verse 12 and 13, uh, Paul, as he continues to write, he says, he says this, Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by, by it, uh, for if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. In other words, 
in our life, we will always have that, that tug, that pull, that magnet trying to pull us back to that old life. But you have no obligation to obey that. We don't have to live there. We have now because of our unity with our Lord, because we are united with Christ, and because the Holy Spirit dwells in us. Not only is he with us, but he dwells in us. You have the ability to, to just allow him to empower you to live a life that brings glory to God. And here's the thing. I believe it. I believe God's word more than I believe what, what the, the naysayers say. I, I believe God's word more than my negative thoughts speak to me. I believe God's word more than what the devil tries to do to me, the, the, the temptations of the demonic and all these things that come at me. I believe God's word that, that he has given me the ability and the power that comes from the Holy Spirit to be able to overcome my sinful nature. And you have too. And there's a breakthrough waiting for you. There's a breakthrough waiting for you, but you've got to acknowledge the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Uh, Francis Chan, uh, uh, he wrote a wonderful book called The Forgotten God. And that book is all about the Holy Spirit not being, uh, not being known like we should know him and how important he is to our life. My prayer for you is that you won't forget the Holy Spirit because the scriptures don't forget him. And, and we, we need to understand that, that as you get to know him and as you fellowship with him and as you walk with him and he walks with you, you will be able to overcome that sinful nature that is not your nature anymore. And here's the third mega point. It's that the Holy Spirit sets you free as a child of God. In the realm of Adam, we, we strive for acceptance. And we try to find acceptance uh, through all kinds of different things. Uh, women will, will, will try to find love. And, uh, and they, will, they will have uh, sexual intimacy and break, break even the, the convictions that they have just to find love. Uh, men will, will, will do things uh, that will violate God's good purposes for them just to find acceptance. And, and, and so in this realm, you, you're trying to find what you can only find with, with God. See, all of us are trying to find intimacy. All of us are trying to find family. All of us are trying to find a family. And Jesus, he, he, he teaches us that, that the relationship is, is, is first, uh, it's first vertical. He taught us to pray. He said, when you pray, pray like this, our Father who art in heaven. So he talks about this relationship that we can have with our Father in heaven. But it's, it's so important that not every human is a child of God. We have all been created by God, but our sonship, our, our, our relationship as a son comes through the new birth. And we find this out that uh, uh, as Nicodemus, as he had an encounter with Jesus, now what we find out is that religion doesn't make you a child of God. Jesus said to Nicodemus, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. He said this in John chapter 3, verse 3. And then in verse 6, he says, humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth 
to spiritual life. The Holy Spirit, he's the one that produces a new birth in us. As we trust in Jesus, the Holy Spirit regenerates us and he quickens our spirit into it being alive unto God and we become the children of God. It is so incredible for, for you to understand that you are free as a child of God. You don't come to God as an outsider. You come to God as his precious child. And you don't have to try to prove your worth. Jesus already imputed, he, he lavished his worth on you and your life. And that's why Paul writes this. In verse 14, he keeps on going. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Let me say that again. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own children. And now we call him Abba, Father, like Papa, Father, Daddy, Father. Verse 16, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. We are heirs. Everything that belongs to Christ belongs to us. The peace that belongs to Christ, belongs to us. The, the love, the unconditional love that belongs to Christ, belongs to us. That, 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 that patience to be able to endure whatever situation we're going through, that belongs to Christ, belongs to us because of the Holy Spirit that has been given to us, that has quickened our spirit, that has made us alive unto God. Paul uses a word there this, he, he uses a word called sonship. And that word that they translated in the NLT as adopted, that's what it means. It means we've been adopted as a son or a daughter. And we've been deliberately, God has chosen us to be his children and for him to be our father. He's given us a family name. In other words, we're in Christ we have inherited the blessings that God has provided for his children. We've been provided a home that we understand that this is not our home. As, as nice as my home is and how much I love being at that home, that is just a temporary residence because my home is with God. And all of these attributes that we receive uh, from, from, from the Father. You know, I lived my life for 26 years as the son of John and Cello Reese. And they're wonderful parents. They, 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 they loved me. And they, they, they poured their, 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 just their love into my, into my life. Imperfect love. But they poured their love into me. But then for 27 years, in 1994, I received Jesus Christ as my Savior. And when that happened, I was born again into God's family. And not only did I have an earthly father, but I have a heavenly father. And that heavenly father loves me. And that heavenly father gave his son for me. And that, and that Heavenly Father uh, gave the Holy Spirit for me. And the Holy Spirit has been with me for 27 years. And He has loved me through the good times and the bad times, uh, the, the, the beautiful times and the ugly times. The Holy Spirit has, has manifested Himself in my life and always allowed 
for me to walk in this freedom that he gave me from the very beginning. Oh yeah, the, 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 the enemy comes and tries to trip me up. Oh yes, the, the world comes and tries to, to, to trip me up. And oh yes, my, my flesh works to try to trip me up. My sinful nature tries to grab a hold of me and draw me back to this life. But the Holy Spirit doesn't let me go. And the Holy Spirit sets me free. And not only did he set me free in the beginning, he continues to set me free, and he'll set me free till the end. And so I want you to know something, that God wants to set you free. He wants to set you free from condemnation. He wants to set you free from your, your sinful nature. And he wants to set you free to live and to walk as a child of the Most High. You're royalty to God. You're a princess to God. You're a prince unto God. And if you've never accepted that, today's the day that you say yes to Jesus. Today's the day that you embrace his love and his grace. Today's the day that you are manifested with, with the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. And it is as easy as A, B, C. The A just stands for admit that you're a sinner. Admit that your way is not the right way. Admit that you're tired, of try, uh, you're tired of trying to do life on your own. The B stands for believe in Jesus. You've believed a lie if you've, walked with, if you've locked, walked your, uh, lived your life outside of God. You've believed a lie if you didn't have Jesus as the centerpiece of your life. But today you can believe in Jesus. You can believe that he is who he says he is. And the C is you confess him, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior. And choose to follow him from this day forward. And I want to lead you in a prayer. And I just believe that many of you are going to say yes to Jesus. And let's pray this prayer together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for you allowing us to hear how much you care about us. Lord, I admit that I am a sinner. I am tired of trying to do my life without you. So today, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior of mankind, and I put my trust in him. I believe that he went to the, to the cross at Calvary, and he died for all of my sins. I also declare that he rose from the dead on the third day, just like the Bible said he would. And so I confess him as my Lord and my Savior, and I choose to follow him from this day forward. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer, and I know that some of you did, we are just rejoicing with you. We are excited for you. And I just, I invite you to put the hallelujah praise hands. I invite you to say, I said yes to Jesus. Today, a new life has begun. All the things that you've done in the past are behind you. And you've been restored through the power of the Holy Spirit. You have been set free from condemnation. You have been set free from your sinful nature. You have been set free as a new child of the Most High. And so God bless you. At Living Word Chapel, we, we want to be a, 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 a community of people that come alongside. And our whole goal is to love, empower, and transform you with the Living Word. Because the Word of God never changes, and it changes our lives. And so we, we just want you to know that we're excited. We're excited for this next step. And if you are a child of God and you've been wrestling, you've been wrestling with, with some difficulties, 
maybe feeling condemned, maybe feeling ashamed, you need to know something. The word of truth says that there's no condemnation for you. The word of truth says that you can overcome your sinful nature. The word of truth tells you that you're a child of the Most High God. So pick your head up today. Let God restore you. Let God transform you. And know that he loves you very much. And there's another thing. We love you too. So we want to pray God's blessings over you. And if Living Word Chapel is not a place that you can come in person, there's a lot of wonderful churches that love the Lord Jesus. We pray you find a church that will fit you. And we want you to know that God has a wonderful plan for your life. Have a great week and a great day. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.